Young people have always been at the center of the gospel and close to the heart of God. In these youth-targeted messages, Bishop Edwin Ogo of the Lighthouse Chapel International delivers the principles of the Word of God in a down-to-earth style that young people relate to and enjoy. Bishop Edwin Ogo is an international minister, evangelist, and pastor of the Adenta branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International. Join us now as Bishop Ogo shares the Word of God. Amen. Oh, are you excited to be here this afternoon? Then give the Lord a, another clap offering. Amen. afternoon. 
Are you excited to be in church? It's a good thing to be in church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, it's time for the word. Amen. Oh, I said it's time for the word. Why don't you stand to your feet? Our father is in the house today. Without much ado, let's welcome to the pulpit the bishop, Edwin Morgan. Oh, go. Come on, make some noise. Woo. Yeah. thank you. What a blessing to be in your presence today. We thank you. We thank you. Just lift your hands and thank God for this time. Thank him for what he has in store for you. Thank him. You know, it is a very, very great blessing for you to be in church this afternoon. You want to pray and say, thank you, Lord, for, for making me, for making me, for making me find myself in your presence I thank you Father I bless you Lord let your will be done in Jesus name I pray Amen you may be seated to live is Christ to live is Christ I bring you greetings from South Africa And I'm, I, I, as I'm bringing the greetings, I can already imagine us on a plane flying to Cape Town for a conference one of these days. So just, 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 just make sure your passport is ready. Yeah. Ask whenever do you have a passport and do you, do you want aisle seat or window seat? Yeah, great, great. But we shall be there one day. And you see, you see, that is the message I'm preaching today. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, I'm still sharing with you from Philippians chapter 1 and verse 21. And Paul said, for me, for me, for me, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Amen. And this is how every Christian must think. That's the mind every believer must have. Every Christian should, be, should, should, should have the mind that to live is Christ. That, I mean, if you are living, if you are alive, it is Christ. You may be a student, but your life is Christ. You may be working one day, but your life is Christ. Whatever you are, a farmer, a doctor, a lawyer, a singer, fine, but it is Christ. It is Christ. To live is Christ. That is, all the principles you will live your life with will be principles that come from walking with Christ. And you must be so full of Christ that there will be no space in your life for Satan to come in. Yeah, you must be so full of Christ. You see, Christ must fill your life in such a way that there is no gap for Satan to put one foot inside. Because Satan, what he does is that he puts one toe there and try to, tries to, you know, widen the gap and then put his foot inside. And once his foot is there, he will widen it and put the other foot also inside. Mm-hmm. But God is making you into someone whose life is Christ. Charlie, what, if you're on campus, you tell your friends, Charlie, I'm a Christian. If you are in school, I'm a Christian. Yeah, no, it's just that no two ways and no, you know, here a little, there a little, no games. Tell anybody, no games. no games, no games, yeah, no games. Let me tell you, you see, 
If you leave Christ, you are saving yourself from going to jail one day. If you leave Christ, you are saving yourself from becoming like an uncle one day. Somebody, any, anybody you see whose life does not match up or line up with God's word is someone who did not leave Christ. Yeah, because if you leave Christ, you will be great. Jesus said, you are a city set on a hill. You will be great. Anybody who lives Christ is bound for greatness. Now, today, I'm still on the words of Christ. The words. And I want us to turn our Bibles to Matthew 25. Matthew 25. Verse 14. Matthew 25. Verse 14. For the kingdom... You see, if you want to live Christ... These are some of the words of Christ you must have as the foundation of your life. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two. Oh, I, don't worry. I don't think we, we, we should bother with it. You can't even turn them off. Yeah, we are very fine. Don't, don't worry about that. Let's, let's enjoy the presence of God. Okay. Who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents. To another two. And to another one. And to every man according to his several ability. And straightway took his journey. Now, then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. Today I'm preaching a very simple, very important message. Yeah. And here is Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. And his Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. I feel the Lord is going to make somebody here very great. Yeah, you will be great. Your greatness, your greatness will be beyond your imagination. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. And the Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid my talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant. Thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchanges, and then at my coming I should have received my own with usury. That is interest. Take therefore the talent from him. Take therefore, now note this, take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which had ten talents. 
For unto everyone that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. How many of you have heard this story before? It is called the parable of the talents. Now, it's a long story, but the, the message in it is very simple. We don't even need to spend five minutes on this. Very simple message. And I want to share this with you today because if you want to live Christ, are you with me now? If you want to live Christ, you must live by this parable. This parable must be on your mind. This parable must guide you. This parable must be on your heart. Anybody who wants to live Christ and does not have this parable as part of his thinking will not do well. Now, let's get to, let's get to the job. This man traveled. So, so that's the first thing. You see, you, let's jump. He met his servants and gave them talents. One, he gave five. One, he gave two. And one, he gave one. Fine. But he traveled. He traveled. But he came back. And when he came back, he came back to ask the servants to account for that. So, 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 so life, as we see it, is made up of three very important phases. Actually, four. Four. The four phases of life can be, des- can be used to describe the seasons of life winter, summer, autumn, spring. Another way you can look at the four phases of life is uh, Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22. While the earth remains, seed, time, harvest shall not end. So, that also tells us there are four phases in life. The, sta- the phase of preparing the ground for the seed. That's the first phase. Second phase is the phase of planting the seed. Second phase. The, 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 the third phase is the phase where you leave it to grow. That, that, that's called time. And then the fourth phase is the harvest time. So, and many more. I could take you through many more four phases of life. But this also has four phases. Number one, the phase where the master came and gave them the talent. He gave one five, one two, and one one. The second phase of life is where the man traveled. So let's go back. The first phase is where the man gave the talents. Five, two, one. So we can call it the phase of endowment. Yeah, where you are giving. You are endowed and you, you are endowed. You are giving something. You are giving a gift. The face of endowment like, like you are you, you are giving something. A gift, a talent, endowment. You are endowed. Endowment. The next phase is Bible says that and he took his journey. He took his journey. That is, he gave the talents and then he went away. It is called the face of no supervision. The face of no supervision. Everybody will have that. You see, if you want to live Christ, you need to understand this. The face of no supervision. You are left, you, you are, whatever you want to do with the talent is up to you now. Yeah. And that is where, that is, you see, it is the face of no supervision that many people fail in life. Some people only will do well when they are being supervised. But the Bible says that the wisdom of the ant is the wisdom that makes you do things even when you have no supervisor. Then the third phase is the phase of accountability. Yes, he returned, and when he returned, there was no party, 
He called them to account. You will account. To live Christ. To live is Christ. To die is gain. You will account for everything God has given you. The face of accountability. And the last face, obviously, you can guess it. You can guess. It's a face of rewards or punishment. Yes, rewards or punishment. My dear friends, I am not going to take, um, take each one and talk about them. I mean, describe the four faces. No. I want everyone to understand that even at your age now, as you are listening to me, you have been given a talent. There is nobody who doesn't have a talent. You see, when I say a talent, listen carefully. When I say a talent, you see, I'm not talking about what Auntie Grace just came to do, singing beautifully. That's a singing talent. Fine. Uncle David played the keyboard. Beautiful playing. I mean, very nice. When I say that see, you are endowed with something, it's not just an ability or a talent, but sometimes it is a certain life. A life. A life. To be in church is a life God has given you. To have the type of parents you have is a life God, God has given you. See, how do we know it's a life? Because there are some people who do not have even mommy and daddy living together under one roof. Always God gives you a life. A life. If you get married, you don't need to sing, you don't need to play the keyboard. The, the marriage itself is an endowment. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. All of us, if, if you buy a car, the car is a blessing. It's an endowment. You have been endowed with a blessing of a car. Now, it is during the second phase of no supervision. You see, because the master who gave the talents could have sat by these servants and monitored their, their progress and looked at how they were actually using the talents. But you see, Life is such that everybody is busy. Nobody has time to sit by you to see what you are doing or what, what you will do with the blessing of being in Lighthouse. To be in Lighthouse is a blessing. It's an endowment. To be in Flaming Fire is an endowment. It's a blessing. It's something God has given you. Now, whenever you receive something, like, like the blessing of being in this service, nobody will sit by you and ask you to uh, 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 every day hey what are you doing with, with with your church life what are you doing with your singing talent what are you doing with the drums you are playing what are you doing with that no no most of the time you will not be supervised most of the time you will be alone most of the time there will be nobody with you to ask you hey why are you doing this why are you not doing this why are you not sleeping or why are you asleep it is up to you it is up to you it is up to you you see because in all the story the most important face is the face of no supervision that is where everything happened the one who multiplied his five talents and I mean who doubled it to have ten. The one who doubled his two talents to have two. And the one who went to hide his one talent to remain one. All of them, everything they did was during the phase of lack of supervision. It was when there was nobody watching that someone, one of them was able to do business with the five. So it means that there are some people, even if there's no one around them, they are able to grow whatever they have. They are able to, I mean, if it is prayer, they are able to pray on their own. On their own. They pray on their own. 
they read their Bible on their own. There's, there's, I mean, they don't have any, any mind that, oh, someone should come and supervise my work before I, pr- I, 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 I pray. Or someone should come into my room and tell me to pray. Most of what you will do with your life, you will do it when there's nobody supervising you. Most of what you will do with your, with your life, there will be nobody there to ask you, what are you doing? Why have you not come? Why have you not done this? No. You will be left on your own. Now, you see, if you jumped to the face of reward or punishment, you will notice that the master was very, very happy with the man who had five talents. What did he tell him? He said, well done. Good and faithful. Good and faithful. You have been very faithful with what has been given you. Enter thou into my rest. The same thing he told the guy with five talents was what he told the man with two talents. Two talents. But the one who had one was told that he was wicked. He was lazy. And he was cast into outer darkness. What is the message? The message here is that God is interested in seeing you. He is happy when he sees you developing what you have. See, that's why I said, when I began by saying that one day we'll be on a plane going for Give Thyself Holy Conference in London or in Cape Town. For that to happen, you should have worked on your spirituality to a point where you can now use your money to buy a plane ticket to sit on a plane. I'm sure it sounds far, very far. I mean, to even have a passport, (laughs) to buy, I mean, it is far. Forget about it. But that is exactly what God wants to see with your Christian life. When he comes and he's looking at you, he wants to see someone who is growing in the things he's doing for the Lord. Growing. Doing more. To live Christ. When Paul says to live is Christ, he means that Christ must be increasing. John the Baptist said, he must increase and I must decrease. That is, Christ must grow in me. You see, your, your, your Christian life today and your Christian life next year should be almost times two. You, listen, you should be more excited. Like, you see, if I look at myself now, it is very interesting. As I'm growing, I'm realizing that I'm rather doing more. More. I mean, it's like the energy I had when I was a 30-year-old pastor is far, 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 far low compared to the energy I have right now. It's massive. It's like like a nuclear bomb. (laughs) Yeah. In this world we are in, you cannot live Christ if you don't ensure that your activities are increasing, your zeal is increasing, your involvement is growing. If you don't do more, you will be a one talent servant. You will one day discover that as we are in church, in 10 years time singing praise and worship you are in a drinking bar in the outer darkness you are in a nightclub in the outer darkness for for you to remain around the master you cannot but have more and more and more and more and more and more
whatever you are doing today, if we compare it to what you are doing next week, you will do next week. It should be more. I'm doing more every day. I am not cutting down on the things I'm doing. I'm rather doing more. Now, now, if you want to live Christ, if you want to serve God, if you want to speak like Paul, see, the Christian life, eh, if you do not do more, you will be bumped off. You will not be around anymore. You will not be around. The people who remain, the people who still remain in Christ after 20 years are those who did more. Who are able to multiply their singing today. Like if last year you knew only six songs. You learned six new songs last year. This year, if you don't learn 10 songs or 12 songs and you still have six songs, it is likely that next year, next year you won't be around. You will not be around. And that is why everybody must look into his life to ask yourself a very simple question. What, what is it that I'm doing right now? Right now, I mean, you're in a service, you've got your Bible, you have your notebook, you're taking notes. Very nice. You have to ask yourself, can I do more Can I do more? Because it looks like there is no space for people who do not increase in the things they are doing for the Lord. The people who are always like at the same level. Your prayer level, your prayer life at the same level. If you were praying 20 minutes a day, it's still 20 minutes a day. It's like you don't do more. When the master came, what he was interested in was that the people had increased what he gave them originally. So God gives you something and he expects you to do... You see, look at this. The guy with five talents. Where did he get the five talents from? They were not his own. The master gave him. In our case, the master is God. The one who had two talents. He was sitting somewhere and the master brought him two. But during the phase of no supervision, he himself was also able to generate two more. That is, he had the power in him to do as much as God even could do. He had as, I mean, you see, as you sit here, you have no idea what you can do. That if God can give you five talents, you as a human being, you are not, God, you are not the master. You are, the, you are a mere servant. But it will shock you to know that a mere servant is also capable of producing the five that the master gave. That is, a servant is able to do exactly what the master has done. When the master does something, you see, let's, let's take a stroll from this story and look at life. What are the things God has created? Trees, rivers. God has created rivers, mountains, animals, animals. What trees, you know, plants, and so on. Have you realized that the horse, which is one of the fastest, I don't know, what is the fastest animal on earth? You should know. The cheetah. Okay. You know the speed? What? 50 miles. Okay, let's. Let's, let's, let's do a bit of exaggeration. The cheetah can run at 100 miles per second. Wow. Fast. That is what God did. God's fastest animal. God's fastest animal 
travels at 100 miles per hour. Man's fastest car travels at 400 miles per hour. That is to show you that you are capable of doing great things. Great! You may not be able to produce blood or make a kidney, but eventually, because as a human being, you have limitations. But in your small world, you are capable of producing five. A servant can do what the master does. If the master could give you five, the, the servant showed him that he can also produce five. I mean, look at the birds. What is the greatest bird you know of? Eagle? Well, albatross, eagle, big, big, high, flying, whatever. What mention the eagle or whatever bird? They fly from the skies. An eagle can see an animal and descend and pick it. Wow! An eagle can move with stealth and speed. That is God's best bed. Man also has made an aeroplane that can go higher than an eagle can even get to. Twice the speed, thrice the speed. I mean, <laughs> 900 kilometers per hour. <laughs> if you would sit down, you see, the man said, the master told the servant with one talent that your problem is laziness. That your problem is laziness and wickedness. That if you can overcome, see, he, he, he couldn't overcome it. The reason why our lives are small and we don't achieve much in life, we don't advance in life, is that laziness, sleeping a lot, not doing much. But what you may not know is that your mind, your brain, eh, can produce powerful things. So, you find that man, God creates human beings. Man also makes robots. See, I, I want you to understand that there is a lot of ability in you as you are listening to me. There is, a, there, is, there is a lot of ability. There's a lot of, you know, the things in you, you don't have any idea. But you see, one of the reasons why that man with one talent didn't do much was that his mind always, his, his mind was that somebody was cheating him. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah always. See, the reason why people don't become great and don't do well in life is that the mind, for instance, if I ask Grace to sing, there, there are two ways she can sing, and both are right. I've given her an opportunity to, you know, develop her gifts, and you know, anything. I don't want to give the magnify whatever you can think about. She can also think in a way that I'm using her. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, and it's a legitimate mind. It's like how you come and stand here and sing. You are you you you. I mean, you, <laughs> it's, it's it's a mind and. As soon as you begin to think that somebody is using you, you will not give your best and the best in you will never come out. You may not know, but some of the best messages I have preached in my lifetime were preached in this flaming fire service with little boys and girls. A service that I don't even fill a form for. A service that when you go and check my, my, my record, you won't even know that there's anything, any service. There is nothing about the service that is of any administrative relevance. But your ability to, to give of yourself, 
when there's no one supervising your 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 your, your forms when nobody sees when nobody even knows about it and you are still see, like now nah, i'm preaching the same way i preach in the second service or first service or third service but this one is to little boys and, and there's nobody here but some of you if i were to give you the service you say oh, they are trying to cheat you but we are I have i've preached in three services i'm doing a lot you want you want to you want you want to get too much for me that's what is mine is that you want to reap where you have not sold and many people have that mind that somebody wants to get something from you that he has not put in and the mind is that somebody wants to cheat you cheat you there are people who know me today because of the service yes even reverend kobe has become popular as he is into when he goes everywhere he says, oh, i the one who introduces bishop and so on yeah so so even not in his own service oh not in some service somewhere nobody knows but you see as you grow god will give you the opportunity to do more without supervision to do more as if you are being used i mean think about it when i go for crusades you may not know but i don't know if you know that i'm a bishop yeah i've got my job i'm i'm a I'm a legitimate, legal son of the house. I've been consecrated as, as a bishop. My work is to pastor this church and to oversee many churches, just like other bishops. There is no need for me to be running around going to Zimbabwe, South Africa for heal, a healing Jesus crusade. It's not part of my work. My real work that as a pastor is to sit in my church and concentrate on building the church. But always, when you don't have a mind that somebody is cheating you, you tend to do more. And it is that more you do that rather makes you great. Is that extra? So as I stand here, there are pastors in South Africa, pastors in Zimbabwe, London, somebody, somewhere, I've forgotten the country, in Ghana. People invite me to go and have conventions and camps and so on with them. And how did they get to know me? They got, they got to know me from the extra work I was not, if I was just in the service here, building a small, whatever. No, 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 no. Nobody would have known me. And always, let me tell you, you will have the opportunity to do more in Christ. Like to live is Christ. In Christ, don't be upset when you are asked to do something which is even outside your normal work. It is that one. It is. You see, it's. I don't know how we call it. We call it what? Extra hours, overtime. Yeah. When I go for crusades, I'm doing overtime. When I go for give thyself holy, I'm doing overtime. But it is the overtime. It is the overtime. Maybe next week or so, I will talk about the foolish virgins and the wise virgins. Once again, it was the over the extra extra oil that the wise ones took. That made a difference to their lives. But most people want to stick to just what they have been given to do. What did you say I should do? Why did you appoint me to preach in a church, to pastor a church, take offerings, write notes, um, uh, uh, fill forms? What, what did you say I should do? Why did you consecrate me as a bishop to oversee churches and the churches working? Yes, this type of crusade and this type of whatever, all are non-scoring. It is rather the extra things that are outside what is expected of you. The more you do, the more you do. Because see, the guy who kept the one talent didn't do anything bad. He didn't destroy the talent. He didn't destroy the opportunity. But because he didn't do more, he was bumped off into utter darkness. Today, I want you to examine yourself very carefully. Because it looks like what the master wants are people who 
constantly improve upon what they are doing. Believe God never to remain at the same prayer level. At the same Bible study level. If you are singing, the number of songs you learn, always try to do more with time. More, more, more. You will see that as you do more, you are actually, apart from the more you will have, you are going to enter into many places. Enter into my rest. Enter into a blessing. Anyone who wants to speak like Paul, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If you want to live Christ, listen carefully. In this world we are in, if you remain, I don't know whether you know what is a treadmill. I see a treadmill, I don't know, it's, it's a moving floor. But it moves. People even exercise on it. Yeah. For you to remain even at the same place, you must run with the speed of the machine. But if you want to advance, you must run faster. If you remain at the same place without moving, you are going back. The evil in this world does not allow you to remain at the same church service attendance level. You see, even as the years go by, you must join more ministries. Go to school, but do more. Go to school, go and work, but do more. If you remain where you are, you want to say, oh, media, I just want to attend church, give my offerings and just pay my tithes and that is it. Soon, you'll be back. You'll be at the back. The people who do well in Christ are people who do more than they are given. The opportunities they are given, like the opportunity you have to be in church, to sit in this service, you use it to generate something so, so you become something that is not even what the master gave you. You become something bigger than the, what? Yeah. Like, like when I came here, Bishop gave me about 250 members. But I have generated 1,800 or 2,000 members more. The master gave me 200. I, on my own, by the grace of God, have raised 2,000 more. More. That is the 200. The original one is there. And I also, I'm not a founder. I'm not a starter. I'm not a whatever. But the little I had, I have been able to add 2,000. I was given 200. I've added 2,000 more by the grace of God. And that is what makes you a great person who advances don't sit by your 200 don't sit by today's gifts don't sit by today's abilities don't sit by what you are doing today always always do more do more that is how you will successfully live in christ if you don't do more you will be outside christ very soon if you don't do more than you have been given you will be in outer darkness very soon. So, how, the, how does the story end? It ends with two of the servants still with the master and in even a better place. Inside, better air-conditioned room. And the other one is not even at the compound. He is outside in outer darkness. And how did he end up there? He did not have the mind of doing more reading more scriptures praying more getting more involved singing more songs do i mean doing more outreaches the more you do the more you guarantee your existence not only in the place you are but in even a better place that is how to live in christ if you do not do more you will be outside you will be outside you will soon discover that you don't even want to be in church. When you hear lighthouse, you are angry. Yeah, because your heart is not in the church. 
but those who do more stay and even enter into the rest that is the bedroom of the master rise your feet and let's close rise your feet and let's close lift your two hands now I want us to pray about this I, I told you God created the eagle but man has made a jet man's bed flies faster than the natural bed higher than the natural bed that's why in the car the engine the engines are sized up with horsepower horse the power of the horse is what is used in the car yes the standard is the horse but man's machine goes faster than the horse I want you to lift up your two hands and ask the Lord to make something great out of your life. Make something great out of my 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 life. Lord, let me multiply my abilities. Multiply my talents. Do more. The wisdom to do more. The wisdom to do more. Wisdom to do more. The wisdom 